Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 152, our last one of the year. And we made it. And we made it to I the end I will say, if anyone year. was listening to that at 2x speed, that was fast. you didn't hear anything yeah. Jason just said. Jason was already talking really fast. I thought I, thought I, I was listening way. to the podcast <laughs> on 2 I'm 2X. trying to mess with the folks who are double speeding me. That's okay. Right. No, I'm I honestly had not even had that thought. Thanks I, for that thought. I listened to everything at t- double speed, but that would be fast. Yes, it would. Fast. So... If uh, you just joined our podcast for the very first you know time, who I you don't listen. know who we are. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to introduce you. Oh, yeah, go are. ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. You know I do all that. I actually forgot to I do apologize. this. I apologize. I forgot to do this on the last podcast, and I felt bad. So, so right now, for those of you who are back on the last one, can we do it that way? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you notice the whole time Ed was apologizing for interrupting, he just continued to interrupt <laughs> Jason yes. the entire time? Yes, I noticed. <laughs> I apologize again. I'm Jason. This is Ed, the interrupter, and this is Nathan. We are the teaching team here at Community Christian Church, and uh, we do this podcast to answer your questions, help you think like Jesus in our world, and uh, we're doing that again. Uh, But like I said, we're here at the end of the year. You guys got anything to say to the folks as the year comes to a close? Happy 2023. I hope it will be. I thought 2022 was a good one. I did, too. And I heard somebody the other day just talk about how horrible 22 was. I hope next year's good. And I'm like, I thought we were done with that in 2020. You know, I I have come to believe that there is a group of people that about September every year is like, oh, this year can't end fast enough. And that's what they said the year before. And the year before before that. And the year before that. As if every January somehow is going to magically fix everything. It's just. Yeah, maybe I'm we'll just, find out. Maybe you'll be maybe wrong. I'm maybe just, this maybe January I'll be wrong. We'll fix maybe everything. we're just optimistic dudes. I think so. I think I'm optimistic. I feel I, like I'm becoming more optimistic. I think I've been told I'm naive. I don't know if that counts as optimistic. Wow. So, Can you be cynical and optimistic? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll think about that for a minute. Depends on what you mean by that. But for me, and I don't mean this to be, you know, exclusive or to you know, be judgmental, but but it's going to come off that it's way. It's going to come off that way. <laughs> I feel like the longer you walk with Jesus, the more optimistic and positive you ought to become. Sure, I feel I think, like you might be doing it wrong. Yeah, I think hopeful is certainly hopeful. I should hopeful. I should certainly be looking forward. In fact, this Thursday on the podcast, uh, the Family Movie Night podcast, that's exactly what we're talking about: is how to help our. How to, based on our conversation, I guess three episodes ago about the end times or whatever, mm-hmm. we decided to end our year looking at kind of like apocalyptic movies, oh, you know, cool. end of the world type movies, yeah. and talk about how there are so many teenagers. I read a, a report about Gen Z and millennials that are, there's a larger portion than in previous generations that are refusing to have children because of things like climate change mm-hmm. and um uh, like school shootings and mass shootings that they believe it's irresponsible because the world is getting worse from their perspective. And I, we're going to talk about how as Christians, we have to live with a foot in both things and be able to look at, yes, that there there are problems in our world, that Jesus was fully aware of the injustice and the problems in the world. And that even though certain things in our world have gotten drastically better, there are still things in our world that are just I mean, there's horrible, Mm -hmm. uh, but we can always look to the future with hope, knowing that uh, the end times or that Christ is working in people, all of what's coming forward Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be good and beautiful and right. So anyway, we're talking about that on Thursday and how to help our teenagers not live with as much anxiety 
I just sit and thinking, you were saying, you know, don't have children because you think the end of the world's coming. But if you're wrong about the end of the world, by not having children, you have brought about the end of the world. Because you you and all your generation decided to not have children. Thanks for that logical conclusion. Age, age will kill us all. <laughs> Whether climate change does not, age, age is 100%. So, so I think where we came to on that is yeah. when you said maybe this is the answer to the cynical and optimist. If what you mean is fully aware of that there are that we are not called to live in a way that we are unaware of the problem, but there is a way to live in the world where, uh, you know, people say if you're if if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. There is a way to pay attention and not be angry. Agree, there is yes. a way to pay attention, or at least not let anger take over you. Sure, and not be outraged and not be yes, not be. That's a good distinction. Yeah, angry but not outraged. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that our motivation, as Dallas always said, anything that can be done with anger can be done better without it. Mm-hmm. Our Christ's motivation for doing things was compassion, which may initially feel like anger. It may mm-hmm. feel in mm-hmm. my stomach, but my motivation is not anger and contempt. Yes. My motivation is love and compassion, which I know is not the question that we are dealing with not today. At but all. It drove me to but once again plug the family. That members. is our year-end message for the people. Be hopeful. Who listen to this podcast. All things will be made well. So All will be well and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be made well. There you go. Who That's original that? to Jason Collins. No, it wasn't. No, it's not. It's like a, a who said I think it's that? Catherine of Siena. Catherine of Siena. That's who said it. Anyway, all right. Here is our question for today. And like I teased last week, we're going to get into maybe a little political stuff because I think that's what the person wants to know. They want to hear our opinion. Somebody wants to stir it. I'm stirring that pot, mm. man. So we'll see if uh, the pot gets stirred. Here's the question. Are you guys conservative? Or progressive, spiritually, politically, or socially? And the final question is, does it matter? Does this question <laughs> Apparently matter? does to Are this person. Are you saying we can throw the question out and not yeah. answer it? What or? if we said it doesn't matter? We this might just throw matter. it away. I'm not going to answer this question. Now, we are going to deal with this question. Yeah. So since it's not very wordy, we're going to get to d- interpret these one-word yeah. questions the way we want to. The categories of, con- especially yes. conservative and progressive. Conser- yeah, I think they want to know, do we consider ourselves conservative or progressive in all of these different areas of our world, political, social, con- uh, spiritually? And do those categories matter, or does it matter where you stand on it? I guess they mean, does it matter in terms of what Jesus would think? Since we are a podcast trying to help people figure out how to do life. I just think it's it's important to be clear that these terms, conservative, progressive, and however you define those, are subjective terms because Mm -hmm. people uh, just define them differently. And secondly, they didn't exist when Jesus was around. So if no. you're asking, does it matter in that sense? I don't think it does. But the thing, if you want to get down and, and try to define what it means, then we can figure out, okay, where where am I on each of these mm-hmm. specific issues, maybe, if that's what you're interested in. Um, but no, I, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it is just a way of talking about something. It's a sort of a subjective definition, right? Mm-hmm. That, and to me, I don't. I guess think it, it, it depends on where it causes you to land. So yeah. So let's take it in terms of things like, even spiritually, I'd have to say, am I conservative or progressive in views of the scripture? And, I, and I'm assuming that's what they mean by spiritual is biblical, biblically cons- about my interpretation. Well, I think of there could be all kinds of things on that. I don't want to get. So I think biblical. You know, I believe the Bible is inspired. And with the qualification that most people add in its autographs. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have any of the autographs. So that if we had them, those words were inspired. That meaning that some of the textural things that we find out over time as we get more and more of the copies of uh, ancient manuscripts, we find, oh, that passage of scripture, you know, it's been, there's been a couple of textual things that need to be noted about it. Sure. So I'm not saying that, I, I believe every word of the scripture is inspired of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, that, I, I think that that's statement. a very conservative position on that. But again, it depends on who you're talking to. True. So the way I look at it is, when people say conservative, what you really mean, what the word means is, I'm trying to conserve something. I'm holding I'm on, holding to, on something. to something that should be important. Right. So we can have a conversation about what are things that are unchanging right. that we should hold on to. And then when you say I'm progressive, well, then that just means that I'm, I think things ought to get better. They ought to progress. They ought to move on from these things yes. that we've had in the so past. So in that sense, I think everybody would call themselves a progressive based on that definition. But the argument comes in, what is the definition of things progressing and getting and better? What yeah, thing, what thing thing, thing, and what things should progress? should progress. So right. what do we hold on to? What do we kind of, you know, allow to grow and change for the better of, I think, of people? <laughs> right. I think we all want that. So that's a conversation. But I don't think I can have that conversation based on just this one question. Because I don't know exactly what you mean um, by that terminology. Sure. So, I don't mean to shut it down, but that, that's what I think of when I, when I read your question. I think I am probably more, once again, I, I, I agree with everything you said about the, the labels. It's very difficult for me to, to be able just to say I'm a conservative. So, why don't we try to then not get caught in their labels, but mm -hmm. to describe where we are on certain things, and I'm okay with you putting me, whoever the questioner is, on your scale wherever you are, because I'm okay yeah. with where I am. Well, and that's the thing is, <laughs> you know, what people call me is really not of concern to me. Right. Um, I I think for me, it just comes down to, you know, where what is the most Christ-like position to take on anything? And so I would say to you, there have been people who I've had conversations with that listen to me talk, like friends, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a family member one time just about a political situation that was going on in the, in the country, and they stopped for a second. They said, oh, wait, are you a Democrat? And I stopped, and I said, no. And they said, well, how can you take that position? And I said, well, you just need to know, I don't, I don't label myself Republican or Democrat. I said, I'm a Christian. I said, so because of I believe this is the position Jesus would have me take on this specific issue. Right. And if you think that then pulls me over into the progressive side, well, so be it. Right. But I said, but we, you and I could probably have some discussions about other issues, and you would think, oh, wow, you're really conservative. Right. And I said, so I, I don't think that as a, if you're really trying to stay faithful to Jesus, I don't think you can camp out on one or either side because— I think those labels are not, they were not created in light of Scripture. They were not created in light of the Jesus life. And I think there was a time, Jason, particularly in your, yours and my time in being in ministry, mm -hmm. if somebody had asked me if I was conservative, um, there was a tie in our country between people who were conservative about the Bible and conservative in historic Christianity, let's yes. say, in basic, I know there's some variation within that. Yep. 
and people who are considered conservative politically in the United States, that those matched up. But politically in our country, the conservative thing has gotten a little off the rails and has moved. And I'll say this, the progressive side of the scat has as well. Yes. But there used to be that if you were conservative Christian, you matched up on certain things. So when mm-hmm. people would say to me, you know, where are you on right to life? Well, I believe in mm-hmm. I believe in the sanctity of human life, mm-hmm. but I believe it beyond just the unborn. Mm-hmm. Which then, when you get into the conservative thing, it seems like only the unborn matter. There's a big emphasis on it. There's a huge emphasis, and I'm not saying that's 100 percent for everybody. Yeah. But there's not as much emphasis on life of people <laughs> after they're born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the progressive side, they sort of ignore the, the life before birth. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a lot of emphasis. So people mm. say, well, you have to choose. Well, mm. I choose on those particular issues. Just tell you where I am on both of those issues. That's right. Because that's so I, I don't fit well politically. Yeah. Into those kind of into those kind of things, That's right? I, I've often said to people, I'm, I tend to be too conservative for the progressives and too liberal for the conservatives, mm. and I get caught in the middle of all of this stuff, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable in that because I I feel like I'm in the process, not perfect, but I'm trying to remain faithful to Jesus, and that often causes attention on both sides. And I and honestly, if I if I ever get to a point, me personally, I'm just speaking for me. If I ever get to a point where I am in lockstep with either side on pretty much everything, I I, I fear that I may have, as we have said around here, placed my politics ahead of my faith. I, I need to see my politics through the lens of Jesus rather than vice versa. And so for me, I I like I I, I enjoy that tension because I think it. It reminds me that I'm hopefully doing that in mm-hmm. the proper order. I think for me, I've been trying to think through, because this is this is all, I don't know, I'm trying to honor your question because I'm assuming that you're not trying to put us into labels and maybe you're trying to, you're trying to understand us better. I think when I've answered this question for both my believing friends and even my non-believing friends, I have a couple who are very um, politically and socially active, um, my answer has been that my, my, my primary allegiance is to Jesus and his church. So spiritually, um, I don't even think, and this may be bad, I don't think a lot about conservative mm-hmm. or progressive on issues. Um, our, our church has a statement of faith. I grew up in this church. It is impossible for me to divorce my faith from what I was taught in this church. Um, and so anything in our church, and I think we preach on this sometime this year of, uh, you know, in essentials, we, we, we hold the unity and everything, you know, and then they're all, uh, everything else is, you know, uh, what grace or something like that. And all uh, things love. And all yeah. things love. Essentials, unity, non-essentials, yeah, liberty, liberty, and all things we demonstrate. Love. And so for me, when it comes spiritually, I try to align with my community and there, and I'm I'm talking about community Christian, um, and there are, there are things. And we were talking a staff meeting one about a, a specific issue that I said when I was younger, 
uh, it was very difficult for me to align with the church on this particular thing. But I knew I am a part of this community and I am fully committed to Jesus and his church. And there have been things that I know both of these guys know people in our church because I'm in the community that I have I have tried to push us on and try to say, hey, I think we should be more on this and doing this thing. But all of those things still align within my commitment to us as a church. And I, I, be, I believe faith is a communal thing, not my individual opinions don't matter all that much. And I don't mean that to say that you don't ever disagree or you don't do that. But that all of that to our last episode is in submission to this greater community. That until I see someone come out and say something that I can see blank, just blatantly goes against what God says. But even in that, I would go to the person and go, hey, isn't this what God, you know, there would be a discussion yeah. within that. I believe the elders of our church are, are, are prayerfully considering these things. Um, and so then when it comes, and I believe, and I think we all would agree on this, I believe our church agrees with this, that politics are non-essentials to the faith. Yes. So where I stand, I hold all of that incredibly loosely. And I mean that, I mean incredibly loosely. I did not always. I hold it incredibly loosely because, and I don't, and maybe this, I, one of my friends told me it's a cop out. I, I don't know on most issues. I, and because, and people on seven tell you, that's not the way my brain works. I am not a, how should people organize themselves? How should things work this way? Um, but I, once again, trust, and there have been issues that I've voted on. There have been issues I haven't voted on. All of that, though, has been through conversations with brothers and sisters in the community, uh, things I've been moved to socially, because, once again, brothers and sisters in my community say, this affects my life. And I would go, okay, I will because I want to support you. I can get in on this. And this, is not, I'm, and this may sound like a cop-out. I'm not trying to cop-out from your question. I just feel like I, I personally, my answer is I belong to Community Christian Church. And I think, uh, I think the conservative and progressive part, it, I, I just don't know. I don't know how. Like yeah. Jason said, people in my generation think I'm insanely conservative. Yeah. Uh, on most of my views about social issues, uh, maybe not political issues, but social issues, certainly anything spiritual, because almost no one in my, uh, even the believers who are in my generation do not hold too many orthodox, historic uh, Christian views, and I do because we at Community Christian mm -hmm. do uh, on, on many, many issues. Um, and uh, I would say older people think I'm pretty progressive. <laughs> uh, I've had older people say that, but I think that's kind of normal. So I'd, I'd say you, you just reminded me, I, I, we mentioned this, I think, a little bit in the last podcast. I've been going to school recently uh, mm -hmm. at a secular university. What? And uh, yeah. And uh, I also went to that university. Yeah. And so, so what you mean is a real university? <laughs> We've both done both, and yeah. Yeah. I, I've been to both now. Yeah. But this time, I'm in a what you would call a secular university, sitting in secular classes and liberal arts college. I find myself. Uh, it's very interesting. I go and sit in that place and um, find myself at odds with some of the things that are talked about, just in passing, mostly just some opinions that I'm around with people and they have no idea where I stand. I don't make a, I don't make a deal of it. Right. Um, but then at the same time, I go to other places, like one in particular, I'm thinking of a family gathering that I went to recently 
that um, boy was the complete opposite mm-hmm. of the discussion that I had had just that same week in that uh, classroom setting. And uh, so, I, again, I did not feel the need to speak up for the sake of uh, making peace and keeping peace in that situation. But I know, because I've talked to people in both of those settings, both of the people in those settings know that I love them dearly. Um, even the, some of the folks that I've gotten to know in my cohort in my, in my school, um, you know, we've gotten into each other's lives and I've been able to serve them and know mm-hmm. them and to love them in ways that I believe Jesus would lead me to. And of course, in my family, those people know I love them too. Um, and I, that, that was the thing I was mentioning earlier. There's a tension in that. Sure. But at the same time, I'm at home in both places because of that common thread mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm trying to be Jesus to these people. Right. And I'm trying to serve him and, and, and bring his kingdom into both of those circumstances. And so, like you said, Nathan, in one of those places, I'm extremely conservative. I'm, mm-hmm. I would be shockingly conservative if I opened my mouth and did it in a way that would would really come against some of the things they're talking about. But in the other, they would they would be shocked at how progressive I am in in light of their their opinions as well. Um, I I think I think that's the picture of, of Christ in the mm-hmm. world that we live in. Mm-hmm. I, I can be wrong on that, and I, and I and I I know people would take issue with some of that stuff that I just said. That's okay. We can have those conversations. Yeah, because I think once but, again in non-essential I- I- issues, I have I have believing brothers and sisters who are very passionate about certain political issues, mm-hmm. and I choose to trust you came to that mm-hmm. because I know you. You came to that from a, uh, a, a your your faith in Jesus led you to make this decision, and then I have others who have made the opposite decision, yeah. and I believe that they came to it. Uh, now, that's not true for every believer. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that for the people in my community that I know, when I hear them talk about it, I go, okay, I can see how you came to that decision. And I think in those issues, like we said, if it's non-essential, mm-hmm. we end up having liberty on those things. And we say, well, I still see you as a brother or sister. We can still be family. This does not cause any kind of you know, uh, difference between mm-hmm. us over these kind of issues. I, there are issues that probably, and, and I want to say that would, there are issues, there are people in my life that I am probably personally very close to uh, because we we hit it off as friends, but because on faith issues, we are not, and this, this is one of the things, and I recently had this conversation with someone that I do dearly love of, uh, you and I do not agree on this faith issue and so you are not my primary community, that I, I do belong to. That is an essential for this kind of a connection. In our world, that is beyond conservative on a theological belief. That is uh, maybe even bordering on hateful. Going back to our thing of you're now saying there's something different between, and all I'm saying is there is a difference. I have drawn my allegiance, and that doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean I'm not working for your good, but there are things that you and I this person, in fact, was asking me to, to, to be a part of something and to do something that I had to tell them, I can come to this line, but I can't go further. Uh, and, I, and they said, well, you would do that for someone at your church. And I said, yes, I would, because we're not on the exact, and it's just different. And I get that that's, for many people, that is a big, that is a big struggle. But it goes back to the conversation we were having, what, three, four weeks ago about 
loving, love and having tough conversations yeah. and being honest about where, where we're at. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, and I think it's the same thing with these distinctions. The conservative progressive thing is not as important to me, uh, really as are, are, are we a part of the body of Christ together? And then I've, I've got to let some of these other things not be as big of a deal to me. Yeah. Make the best decision you can. That'll, I mean, when we're dealing anything politically in our country, you have to accept that there are probably as many believers on the other side of whatever mm. issue yes. you're on that, that you would agree with. If you just talked about Christianity, you would agree with them on all of those issues. I mean, on things the Bible makes plain. Yes. Uh, you know, like, for instance, it, it's, it never has made sense to me that people <coughs> say evangelicals voted this way. Mm -hmm. Well, that's only true if you ignore everybody who's not mm -hmm. white. white. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, they, evangelicals, evangelical is a spiritual term. It has to do with, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe right. these historical claims? Mm -hmm. they, there's a, there is a definition of evangelical that has nothing to do with politics. And those, that group has been divided for a long time politically. politically yes. mm -hmm. And it's a shame that it, that it is in some ways, but it's because in our country, politics has a way of squeezing itself in above yeah. the spiritual. It mm -hmm. is its own thing. Yeah, it would, and if we would all be honest and say, hey, there's some repentance that has to take place on both those sides mm -hmm. of, I, I should not be able to look and say, hey, you're a white Christian, you probably voted for. Because if these issues really aren't biblical enough for us to see them in the Bible crystal clear that we can go to, there ought to be a mixture. And there ought to be a pretty good mixture. Yeah. I, I can see where people can wind up on both sides, but it should not come down that cleanly. Yeah. So I guess you could probably surmise from that discussion we just had that I don't think any of of us three would agree with there's been a, a pretty popular Christian leader come out in the past several months who has basically come out and said, if you vote this way, you're a Christian. If you vote this way, you can't mm. be a Christian. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty much, he's made that very clear. Um, anyone who votes left of me, <laughs> basically, yeah. he said. So he was the dividing line. Ah, you know, <laughs> wherever you put that. I'll just say then, my Christianity has been up and back then. I have, yeah, I I have been all you over know. the place. If, you, if, you, if Jesus is going to look at my ballots, you know, we, we're all over the place. Ooh, that's, that'll preach you know, right if, that, if that's what we're going to talk about is On the ballots. Day, is Jesus going to look at your ballot? Yeah, because yeah. I have written in elders of our church for things before. Yeah. <laughs> They're not in a party that I know yeah. of. Um, so, did you guys have any other I don't. comments? I, so, I just thought, to wrap this up, I thought what I would say to the person, if if you, you still feel frustrated um, about the answer to our question, first of all, I, I'm sorry, because we it was kind of vague. We tried to do our best, and, I, and, and we weren't really trying to avoid that. It just is very vague. If you want to know something specific, in the conservative progressive world, mm -hmm. I would be more than happy. I think all of us would yeah, to have that sure. conversation or to even answer the question. And we even have. I, I think if you go back and look at other episodes of this podcast, we have dealt with 
some very controversial issues on that fall on either side oh, yeah. of the progressive conservative lines yeah. that, that have been drawn in our political world these days. So we're more than happy to talk about them. Um, but so I, I hope we, we, we served your question well, but that was, I feel like we did the best we could with what we I had. I think so. So, um, so like we said, um, this is the final podcast of 2022. And uh, we are actually, uh, just to let you know, we're going to take a break. So we will not have a podcast next week, which will be the first Tuesday in January uh, because of just some holiday issues. We won't have time to film one this uh, season. Plus, as it stands right now, I got no more questions for you guys. Send them in. So the bucket of questions is empty. So we are full on waiting for your questions to come in. So you go ahead and jump on the, the form that's right there in the description of this podcast and uh, fill that out. Let us know what your questions are. And then when we come back in the second week of January, your question, if you get it in first, will be the first one we answer. So there you go. Have a great New Year's. Uh, if you make resolutions, hope you don't screw them up. <laughs> you probably will. Already have. Can I just warn you, by the end of January, you probably <laughs> will. So, you know, take that for what it is. Um, but... We, we do hope things constantly get better. In that way, I am progressive. Yes. I hope 23 is better than 22. Yep. So call me progressive on that if you want. So, I will. Happy New Year, everybody. Progressive. That's me. See you next time. <laughs>